Welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast, a podcast to encourage pastors and ministry leaders who are striving to make Jesus famous. Hey everybody, this is Gene Jennings with Connect Hope, and I'm here with my buddy Chuck Gordon. Chuck, how's it going today, buddy? I'm here, man. I'm here. It's been raining, but I'm inside and I'm dry. There you so go. So that's there you go. a good way to be. We're finally, at least uh, here in the South, we're enjoying, uh, finally enjoying spring weather. It, became, it was hot uh, early on, and then it got cold again, and then it got rainy, and now I think we might be actually entering spring season. So is this is this thing with cold, is that just everything cold reminds you of Christmas? Is that why there's kind of a animosity toward cold? Is that Yes, because you know I'm anti-Christmas. <laughs> At least that's the the belief around here. We have fun with it. We have fun with it. Well, man, thanks again for joining us on the Connect Hope podcast. Uh, we are digging in at a, a different angle today. Um, actually pulling from something, uh, Chuck Wallace, he's the Dean of Doctoral Studies and, and Vice President of Spiritual for, uh, Formation at Southeastern Seminary. And, and I love a question he posed. He, he had questions to ask pastors with X amount of years of experience. And so kind of bringing that home with Gene and I, uh, because, you know, we've both been at it a little bit. Now, how long have you been in, in full-time Christian vocation or ministry? 30, 36 years. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you, know, you know that that many of our, our uh, listeners basically were not even born. When, I'm, <laughs> I'm well aware of that, Chuck. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> I'm right on your heels, man. It's been at least 32 years full-time, right. and then we have a few more years in there, uh, I guess part-time while I was in seminary. Uh, that in full-time ministry. So all said and done, about 68 years, 68 to 70 years of ministry experience here. So that wow. just that just means we're old. So <laughs> It does mean we're old. That's one thing. We're old whether we're combined or not. Exactly. Yeah. But man, from that, I just thought, you know, what if we, I, I kind of wanted to pose some questions at you and, and kind of ask, you know, with all these years of experience and, and maybe some of our listeners out there, uh, our, our younger bunch, you know, hopefully glean from this even, uh, those not necessarily in full-time Christian vocation, but you're serving. And um, so I thought, why not throw some questions at Eugene and just kind of talk about, you know, uh, how this has affected you in ministry. So I'll just throw out what, a few different can questions. Can I throw questions back at you? You can throw them back at okay, me. Okay, I'm going to throw them Doesn't back Doesn't mean I'm going to answer, but I'll, no, I'll, you can throw them back. <laughs> so let me let me just say, how many times, just straight up, how many times have you wanted to quit ministry? <laughs> just start off with a fun one. So... <laughs> uh, how many times have I wanted to quit ministry? Um, you know, there, there's probably days uh, when I've had that thought. Um, but as far as really dwelling on it and no. considering it and even praying about it mm-hmm. for days or even weeks, never. I mean, okay. I mean, we all have bad days. Everybody yeah. wishes they could be somewhere else. So we see the grass is greener on the other exactly. side, so to speak. Um, I don't really recall dealing with that have i dealt with a lot of frustration and depression and anxiety absolutely gotcha (laughs) um but um i don't think i've ever seriously wanted to quit now that's not to say uh just um what's the name what's that guy beth is rick Rick warren probably rick warren's name (laughs) how could i forget his name rick talks about having a holy discontent yes and I've definitely had that holy discontent in some ministries, and that's led to my moving on. Yeah. Um, but as far as just quitting the ministry and and going to do something else, that's 
that hasn't happened too often. Okay, I was gonna, about to say, should we ask Beth how many times she's wanted you to quit ministry? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that'll be a good question. What about you? No, how that, many times that's you good. wanted to quit ministry? I, I love that expression, the holy discontent. That's something that uh, uh, over the years, that's that's been something I've prayed. Uh, one, I want a holy discontent, but not a... a um, there can be a, a discontent with churchianity, which yeah. I believe we often have. I, I don't know that I've ever wanted to quit, but I know I've gone through seasons where I've questioned, what am I doing? Mm. And and um, usually I think it, it's been more dealing with pain. I haven't really seriously thought about quitting, stepping away, but like when a family leaves that you're close to. And uh, we've had you know people step away just out of the blue. Yeah. And we thought we were close. We thought we're communicating. We thought we're doing life together. And all of a sudden they just walk away mm-hmm. and, it, and it hurts yeah you know just being real um that and and occasionally i would joke about um after some sundays teaching or preaching there'd be sundays i walk off platform i don't know if this happened to you i think we talked about it in our our teaching session preaching session but um some sundays i'd walk off platform and i felt like okay that message really came off good but I would never hear any response about it. My wife would even say, <laughs> yeah. you just didn't oh, seem yeah. like you're firing on all cylinders. Yeah. But the Sundays, I want to just crawl off stage. I just assume not talk to anybody because I really just felt like I dropped the ball. Yeah. God, please forgive me. I just want to leave ministry. Mm-hmm. Those are the Sundays I got a bunch of emails yeah. and people receiving Christ. And, and it was just like, okay, were we in the same room? You know, kind <laughs> of thing. But those are the Sundays usually I was just like, okay, do I need to, need yeah. to even be preaching anymore? Do I need to do this anymore? Definitely so, can relate yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll keep going. That, that's good. Uh, so do you regret any of the ministry moves you made? No. Um, were there some hard ones? Uh, yes. And looking back on it, they were just, um, they were great times of learning, learning about myself, mm-hmm. learning about ministry, learning about priorities. Yeah. Um, there was some di- difficult ministry, difficult days, um, but I don't regret you know, when you say difficult, how, I don't know, you don't have to go into exact detail, mm-hmm. but is there anything that stands out to you that um, that made you, it, again, you didn't regret it, but man, it was... Yeah, um, well, it probably leads to a question, because I'm looking at your list of questions. There's one I'm going to answer here in a few minutes that kind of relates to this. Um, but um, it, was under, it was in my church planting days right okay. after seminary. We were fresh <clears throat> out of seminary. Yeah. Um, I had never, I've been on staff as an associate pastor for a small little church while, while I was in seminary, but I'd never been a lead pastor. Okay. And so all of a sudden I'm thrown out to be uh, this, this church planter, which anybody that's started a church knows it's kind of like starting a business. You know, you yeah. get there's yeah. marketing, there's promotion, there's knocking on doors, there's preaching and teaching and discipling and visitation and all the things that come with ministry in addition to trying to start something new. Um, those are tough days. Um and um, that was probably the times in my life when I was the most hmm. frustrated, depressed, and, and even thinking about quitting the ministry. Um, wow. But um, but but looking back on it, it was just, it was a great time of learning. Um, Beth and I look back on those days with a little bit of heartache, or even doubt. you kind of get even a little sick to your stomach when you think about, oh, I don't want to yep. go back to that. Yeah, yeah. But do I regret it? <laughs> No. Do I regret some decisions we made during that time? Yeah, I'd like to do some things different. No doubt. Um, but overall, okay. it was kind of uh, kind of going through boot camp, you know, getting out of seminary and getting back on the field and, yeah. and learning sometimes the hard way. Yeah, I wonder how many of those early years, yeah, uh, a lot of learning the hard way. So, yeah. 
What about you? Man, with, with regret, I, I honestly could say, uh, no, I don't regret any of the moves I made um, because Jennifer and I prayed about them, uh, prayed mm-hmm. about them a lot. And, but, but as you know, and, and you just already hit on it, it doesn't mean they weren't sometimes painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way things sometimes came down or, or happened, it's not how we could plan them, but because of decisions other people made, it, it made them mm-hmm. tough. Uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes I know that, uh, again, that whole thing of making moves, uh, the only other thing that I, I, I would say I regret is sometimes not moving fast enough, mm-hmm. but sometimes taking too long. Because right. we'd pray and pray and pray because we just want to make sure, and God, is this your will? And, and we don't want to hurt anybody, but we want to make wise steps. And, and it really never was about um, you know, location or finances or otherwise. It's just, God, is this really what honors you? Is this right. really going to be what glorifies you? And I, and I believe sometimes I, I belabored that prayer time, not wanting to um, jump into something that was, you know, I'd conjured up. I just right. want to make sure it was, it was God's will. So good answer. That, that made a, made a difference. Well, so with that, thank you for hitting that. So what would you say has been your secret uh, to avoiding falling or, or have you fallen? And, and <laughs> I was going to say, up. What, <laughs> that's yeah. an what assumption. What you think I haven't fallen? <laughs> no, I a, haven't fallen, at least in the terms you're thinking. Yeah. Uh, my secret, um, you know, I think um, I, I would just point to <clears throat> giving uh, each day to the Lord, uh, giving him time first thing in the morning, um, you know, having that uh, that chair time or quiet time, whatever you want to call it, devotional time, having that time to recalibrate, to focus, um, to um, just be in tune with the Lord through mm-hmm. prayer, through journaling, obviously reading scripture and, yeah. and other things. So um, that's not a secret. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> but um, but that's my answer. Uh, I think I just, you know, I've been fortunate enough to stay pretty steady in my adventure and journey with the Lord and He's kept he's kept me on track through the years. Mm. No, that's that's good. I know that uh, I know probably very few secrets, but I guess it's just kind of the inside sauce. You know, it's kind of like what mayonnaise do you use? It's this mm-hmm. is a um, of course Duke's is the appropriate answer there. But anyway, <laughs> that's right. So what Chuck? What's been your secret? Oh to man, avoid that, falling? that's a good one. I I um I, long ago a passage that that especially stepping in pastorate, uh, Psalm fifty five twenty two was something I read a lot, and you know, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken or, or fall or be mm-hmm. moved, as the ESV says. And, uh, and so for me, it was a lot of prayer. And, and literally just, uh, there are times I literally remember driving down, especially early on in, in church planning, driving down the road and, and saying out loud to God, I rarely had the radio on, just going, God, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> um, I have no clue what I'm doing, and I'm really not equipped for this. You're going to have to do this. Yeah. And, um, so I, I really know, for me, it was a lot of prayer and a lot of time in God's Word, exactly what you said, and just not letting that time in God's Word uh, get removed. In fact, it would mean even just um, you know making sure I was up early, early enough to where, you know, for me, the best time was when everybody else was asleep in our mm-hmm. house, so it meant getting up early. And uh, just protecting that time, uh, when I didn't, uh, I felt it, and, yeah. and my family felt it too. They, they uh, clearly could sense times where you know I wasn't in God's word. My attitude reflected oh, it. Oh yeah. But um, I, I really believe, for me, that when um, we saw God at work and doing things, is because 
I was praying and spending time with God's word. And, and as well, um, I had the counsel of some godly leaders. I, uh, I was very blessed. I've been blessed over the years to have some people that uh, I really believe I could trust. I knew they were spending time in God's word. Mm-hmm. They weren't just giving me their spiritual opinion, quote, right. unquote. Uh, and then outside of that, uh, or actually even above and beyond all that and before all that was praying with my bride and even praying with my daughters when they mm-hmm. were younger. We really wanted them in on decisions that we were making. And so as we were moving forward, just it was a, a family thing. And, yeah. and uh, I don't know, it just and I had accountability even for my family. This is what we're doing. This right. is where we're going. And I, I wanted as much as possible life to be an open book. Um, anyway, so. Yeah. And I would, you know, I would add kind of what you said, add that to my answer. You know, my wife, she's just, she's a rock. You know, she's solid. And um, and so she she keeps me straight. <laughs> and uh, so she We all know this, Gene. Yes, we all know uh, yes, this. <laughs> yeah. We need to have her on the podcast one day. Um, anyway, but yeah, she's definitely been, you know, such an integral part of keeping me on track and keeping me together. Um, and then also, like you said, uh, some pastor friends, some yeah. guys I can call yeah. at any time of the day and just be totally honest with them, you know, share my frustrations with them, share my anxieties. Um, just those those close, close mm. friends who are, are riding along with you in ministry and no they doubt. can relate. So that's been key as well. Mm. I love it. I love it. And just like you mentioned with Beth, yeah, she she's definitely a rock. And one of the things I even I think of Jen a, a few times that uh, we kind of almost have a joke between us that uh, as we're praying through ne- next steps and decisions, uh, sometimes we're reluctant to share with each other because one, we know once we speak it, it we're accountable to each other. Mm-hmm. And, and we should always be that way. But I know that if I say, Jen, I'm, I'm praying about doing this, I know she's going to ask me about it. And that's, I've been very blessed in that uh, there's an accountability. I love it. And, and sometimes it's helping bring her along, and this is what God's put on my heart. And other times it's knowing that I know she'll keep me accountable. Right. <laughs> she's yeah. going to, are you following through? Are you being obedient to what God told you? You know, and, and uh, we need that anyway. Yeah, so that's sure. been a, kind yeah. of part of the secret sauce. Well, let me go to the next one. So what's been the biggest mistake you've made in ministry? If there is just hmm. one. <laughs> now, are you, um, there may be more. Yeah. What are some, when you think of mistakes in ministry, what would you say has been one of the biggest, if not, you know, biggest mistakes? You know, the thing that comes to my mind, and this may, I need to be sure and explain this clearly, the biggest mistake I made in ministry is during those difficult church planting years, uh, I won't throw any organization under the bus, but we were appointed as missionaries by the uh, largest Protestant denomination in the country. <laughs> I wonder what you're talking about. <laughs> and, you know, I was fresh out of seminary. I was green. I was chomping at the bit, yeah, ready yeah. to go start a mega church. You know, it was, I was going to have a mega church, you know, within six months after yeah. we got started, of course. Um, but um, I wasn't worried about money. I wasn't worried about paying the rent or covering our family's expenses. And I just trusted that this organization knew how much it cost to live in the city that we oh. were living in. Oh, man. And we, it was tough. Financially, it was very difficult. So difficult that I ended up spending too much time trying to earn extra money, trying to even start a business or getting involved in multi-level marketing. It was like I was stressed about money. Yeah. in those years no doubt and it was because i trusted the people above me that i just assumed they knew what the cost of living was there yeah. and i could yeah. and my could raise my family my wife and two kids on that mm. so 
those years were financially difficult, which made everything else difficult. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. Now, well, Chuck, you probably don't know this because you probably, the mortgage company just looks at you and the grocery store clerk looks at you. Oh, man, that's a good-looking guy. We're going to let him have this for free. But most people have to pay for things. Yes. Uh, and I your understand. life costs money. And um, so don't get me wrong. It's not that I wanted to get rich being yep. in the ministry. Yep. That, that's a foolish thought. Um, but at the same time, you know, when you when you run out of money before the month's over, that's stressful. And yeah. Beth was at home with two little kids, you know, she did the little bit she could do to earn some extra money, but um, mm. that those that was looking back. That was my biggest mistake is not taking care of my family financially. Basically, just saying no to these this organization and these churches that had offered me this salary yeah. that I so quickly and easily said yes to, and quickly regretted it not long after that. No doubt. Um, I I really believe that had. We'd been a little bit healthier financially. I would have been a little happier, maybe even a little more successful. I yeah. put successful in air quotes. Yeah, in the ministry, in those, in in that ministry specifically, had we been taken care of better financially. Mm. Wow, and that's and it's hard based on what I hear you saying because for you to come back and tell the organization or tell leadership, hey, we're not being taken care of financially. It you almost get the impression you're saying we don't have any faith right. or, or and you don't want to be selfish and 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 it it really can be awkward and yeah. you know it it's tough when you're having to approach somebody and saying we really need more funds you, right. you w- would hope they'd be more perceptive at the same time i know i've been blind to that but but it's something that yeah it, it puts you in an awkward situation right to step out in faith but yet not have the parent organization say hey we want to make sure you're taken care of right instead they kind of leave you almost begging yeah and um that's that's tough those are those were hard days and um and that kind of you know because because of that we were and because we spent three years in seminary and then two and a half years in that situation we you know that we just kind of got behind financially with our peers um um i mean we're i don't know i don't want to say too much about that but anyway that was the hardship. That was gotcha. probably the no biggest doubt. hardship was just mm. taking care of my family and mm. not bringing in enough income to, and, and losing a lot of sleep at night and Beth, you know, being worried and anxious about paying the bills and yep. just the whole nine yards. That was my biggest mistake was not making sure mm. my salary was adequate. That's, that's man, that's painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Mm. What about you? What's the biggest mistake uh, you made in ministry? When, when I think of it, agreeing to have me on this podcast, <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll talk about that later, Gene. So, <laughs> no, we we um, man, this this one it, it's hard to limit it to the one. In fact, I know right off, uh, two things come to mind. That one, uh, though, God has extended so much grace to me, and and I, I really believe my heart is to see uh, people just receive God's grace. There have been some points in ministry that I did not respond to situations with grace. Mm. Uh, some situations where, uh, you know, straight up and just being <laughs> very real, uh, I was hurt by actions or what some people did, and and I responded kind of leading the church, uh, leading leadership in ways that was not graceful, filled. Yeah. And and uh, that said, I've had to go back and and uh, apologize just to you know, and and it's one of those just Holy Spirit convicted of. I did not respond well in this situation, yeah. and and I uh, hate that that is a uh, a mark of of who I've been as a leader. Just in in uh, but anyway, that that's 
painful, I think. So that's a, a mistake. But the other one it would tie in with what I said earlier. Just there have been times where I waited to respond. Uh, we, we waited to move. We prayed, prayed, prayed. Yeah. But there's some steps in ministry that um, I took some bold steps in leading, and, and we just saw God bless. But there are other times I was waiting until everybody was on board. And uh, sometimes I, I needed to accept the fact not everybody's going to be on board. Mm-hmm. And, I, and again, maybe it's the people pleaser in me that I, you know, that I rebuke, but I really was hoping we'd have everybody just kind of buy in 100%. Right. And sometimes there are people dragging their feet and uh, really probably in grace and in love said, well, the next bus will be coming along just a little bit. This yeah. bus is taking off, you know, just, and that's, that's where there's not a lot of grace, but at the same time, it's also moving forward in vision, just right. going, okay, God, you know, we want to honor you. Mm. Um, anyway, so I think responding, you know, just stepping in immediately and jumping with it. Okay. So, um, I can tell you about another mistake. I yep. mean, it wasn't the biggest mistake I made, yeah. but one Sunday night I was preaching and uh, somewhere in the Psalms, and it said something about God uh, wanting us to have a purified heart. Yeah. And uh, and I said that God wanted us to have a pure fart. Yeah. <laughs> so I almost lost a deacon on that <laughs> one. I, yeah. can, I can imagine. So that, was, a... <laughs> that wasn't my biggest mistake. It was a mistake. No doubt. So. Well, man, the, um, I guess we'll... The uh, next, I'll ask one, one more question for today, kind of as we kind of pull it together. Let me All ask right. this. Uh, what's been, you asked about your biggest mistake. Let me ask you this. What's been one of your biggest joys in ministry? Has there been something that's just like, this is what meant to you? You think of, when you think of, man, that's been a big joy in my life. Besides the Connect Hope podcast? Ex- exactly. Besides that. Though, though, just imagine all the millions of people that have not recognized the joy they can have by listening to this podcast. But if our podcast listeners would share it with others, millions could actually hear this. But anyway. That would be a big joy. My biggest joy in ministry, probably, um, you know, there's a lot, but probably seeing people that I, you know, either led to Christ or had some part yeah. in them becoming Christ followers not so much the, at the time when it happens, yep. but seeing them years later and seeing how they've matured, how they've stuck That's with awesome. it, and how they've, you know, they've become leaders in their church, yep. maybe even on the ministry. Mm. So just seeing people develop over the years as fully devoted followers of Christ, that's, mm. that's a big joy to me. Yeah, that's excellent. Mm-hmm. That, I, I, I agree with you. I was going to say that for me, I would have to say that's probably been one of the biggest joys is, is seeing souls get it. Yeah, uh, and they just and you know there's an awakening to who Jesus Christ is. They, there's a surrender, and there's an awakening, and and sometimes it's it's immediate. And but what you said it does resonate because I I've seen some people, uh, even some people leading worship. You know, right now that I know that it's been just powerful to see how God has worked in their life, yeah. and and um, just to know that that God allowed me to to be in the audience as He was doing a work in mm-hmm. their life early on, and and now it's just. Uh, I know they're going to go beyond the impact I have in my lifetime. Right. That's huge. And I'll tie on with kind of a second one. This is just, you know, being a proud daddy. I, I love, I guess, I think uh, one of the big impacts of joys for me is seeing my daughters own their faith. Oh, um, yeah. And and it's it's one of those, that there are times and seasons in ministry where the focus was so much church, 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 and, mm. and get it moving and minister, ministry. Right. And, and I felt like left ministry or family behind. Um, and when you know, God kind of awakened me at different points to that. But just uh, one of the greatest joys of my life is just seeing my daughters own their faith. And and I know that, you know, especially when you see people go different directions, right. and, and especially you know, people in ministry, 
it, it's painful because we know that we can't make our, our children right. you know, own their faith. That's their decision. But um, it's been a huge blessing just seeing that. So Yeah, yeah same here. That's good. But, well, Chuck, we're going to wrap it up uh, for this week. But we're going to come back next week and continue this conversation. We've got more questions. And uh, so we're going to talk some more about um, questions we want to know from pastors with, with some experience. Uh, but I wonder what we, pastors were going to be asking. Well, maybe uh, it's well, us. <laughs> yeah, it may just be me and you again. But um, before we wrap it up, do you want to say anything about Connect? Oh, yeah, man. Would love to. Uh, would love to hear from you, especially if you're a, a ministry leader, uh, senior pastor, lead pastor, uh, anyone. But that those particular we minister to, our goal is we want to encourage pastors, unite ministries, and, and resource kingdom work. Uh, Connect Hope is here for you, and, and we're at uh, connecthope.org. And you can also click on the contact uh, link there and set up either a phone call or a personal meeting. And I'd love to treat you to coffee, breakfast, lunch, and just dig into your ministry, how we can be a part of seeing you thrive, one, in your relationship with Christ, in your family, and in your ministry. It's what, what we do. It's, it's, I mean, I live for it. I absolutely love it. I also want to mention we have a, a um, Connect Hope Roundtable coming up uh, May 4th. It's going to be Thursday, May 4th. And we're going to have uh, Philip Lee... He's a senior pastor, lead pastor at Cedar Creek Church. He's going to be coming in, talking about families walking through, again, depression, mental health issues, et cetera, um, what he's walked through personally, and he wants to help equip pastors to equip their staff and their churches on how to navigate that. And that's such a crucial thing mm-hmm. in our society right now. So I hope you'll, uh, you can find out more information on the Connect Hope uh, website about our next roundtable for senior lead pastors. And um, But again, we're just so honored you spend time with us today. Great, great. Thanks, Chuck. And thank you for listening. And uh, catch up with us next week as we continue the Connect Hope podcast. Thanks for listening today. If today's podcast hit home with you, we hope you'll share it with other ministry leaders. If there's any way we can be here for you, please contact us at connecthope.org. Until next time, let's make Jesus famous. Thank you.